Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Today's show is pre-recorded.
Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. I got a radio show. Real grateful for that. You know, it's funny. Man. I remember when I first started out in radio, a lot of my peers laughed at me. Some of it was being mean-spirited. Some of it was just, you know, mocking me. I'm, I'm used to stuff like that. But uh, I uh, had as a special guest on my show, uh, Joel Osteen. And you know something, man, he, he said something that was, I can't remember the scripture. I don't know exactly how it went. Like we were having a long conversation, but the gist of it was don't be upset with where you are now and don't be upset with the small things in your life. Be grateful for the small things and the small position that you have right now because you don't know where that's going. You don't know what that's going to be one day. You don't know what that's going to lead to. And that was very warming to hear it him say that but it also reminded me of when I started in radio how small it was it reminded me of when I started in stand-up making $25 a show it reminds me of not having a home at a period in my life and what God has allowed me to live in now so don't be distraught over your position now and don't be ungrateful or unappreciative for the things you have now because you don't know what that's going to grow into and that's really the gist of that I got from what he was saying. I just wanted to share that with you, that where you are now is so temporary because now, like I've said before, now is a fleeting moment. Right after you finish saying now, that moment that you claimed as now, that's gone. So the where you are now is a very fleeting process. Now, you can change where you are now. And you can change how you feel about where you're at now. And you can change about where you're going by simply changing your mind. It is no different. I'm telling you, folks, the thing that I've learned about successful people is not so much what they do. It's not what they have. The biggest thing I've learned about successful people is how they think. That's the thing that's different. It's how they think. And I'm telling you that you can change the way you think on any subject and start becoming successful towards that starting now. You have to understand that, man. The biggest difference I've noticed between successful people and non-successful people is how they think. I was uh, reading what this guy said that he was taught all wrong about money. He said that his father was very negative about money. He all throughout his life, he heard his father say, you know, people who got money have walked on somebody to get it or cheated somebody to get it. People who have money, money is the root of all evil. Money is money is this. And people who got money, you know, don't deserve it. They've done something wrong to get it. Yada, yada. So he said he grew up the whole time thinking that having money was something was wrong with that. He discovered that it wasn't. Look. You can choose to be successful any way you want to. I've chosen several ways to be successful. I want to be a very, very successful father. I think that's one of the things that's paramount in my life, that I really am working hard right now to become a successful father. Not a successful father in terms of money, but a successful father in terms of offering 
the amount of love and guidance and leadership and the example that my children need to look at. That's what I'm really, really working hard at. Now, I want to be successful as a father, but also I want to be successful as a husband. You know, I want Marjorie to always know that she can count on me, to to not have to wonder about me or look for me. You know, I I want her to feel secure in the fact that I, I really have gotten it right, that I really am focused on being a good husband to her because it means so much to me. Uh, you know, so I'm working hard on a lot of levels. I'm working hard. I'm trying very strong to be a successful motivator of people. I want to be a sharer of information to people that will uplift others and give others the same things that I've learned through the trials and tribulations of my life, but at the same time share that information and use the power of this microphone to uplift people, you know, not to destroy. My show is not about, oh, guess what so-and-so said, guess what so-and-so did. I don't like mean-spirited things about people, you know. I joke with people who call in, that's another thing. But I don't like destroying people with the power of the microphone. So I'm working very hard on being successful in a lot of areas of my life. Now, also, I do care about being financially successful, too, because my father, one of the gifts he gave me was a very simple gift. He told me a long time ago, he said, son, the best thing you can do for poor people is not be one of them. And that stuck with me. And this was a hardworking man who was a coal miner who worked construction his entire life. My father didn't have an easy life, man. My father didn't sit behind a microphone. My father didn't come to work and people cheered for him. My father wasn't famous. My father was just a go-get-it dude. Now, he instilled that in me, and I've taken that and applied it to my craft, and I thank God for him for that. But I do try to be financially successful so that I can do some things with it to help some other people. Now, am I um, opposed to having nice things? No. Do I apologize for having nice things? No. And why should I? I work. I work. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not on the radio asking to give me money, you know, so I can go buy a car. I'm I'm working, so I I don't feel how you want to feel, and other people do feel that way about it. But if success in terms of finance is what you're lacking, you can go about the business of doing that. I'm I'm writing a book, and that whole book is about teaching people how to become successful. And, man, I'm breaking it down in a way where everybody can get it, man, because I want the college student to get it. You know, I want the working mom to get it, the single mom to get it, the hardworking father that's been trying to hold his family together can get it, the father that ain't ever got it together and feel that because of that reason he can't be the father he needs to be. I'm writing something, man, to put it into words to let you know that God is a forgiving God and that God is a merciful God. And that God can get you out of any situation you find yourself in. You just can't beat yourself up every time you make a mistake. I make mistakes all the time, man. I just got to remind myself to get up. I ask God for forgiveness. I call on his mercy and his grace. And I get up and I go again. But it's coming, man. And if finance success is what you want, you got to change your mind. You got to start thinking about how to produce it. The first thing you do is you got to ask. You got to ask to have a life and have a life more abundantly. That's a scripture that he comes to you to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. That's a scripture. That ain't a joke. That ain't a theory. That's a fact. And the fact that if you don't have a life of abundance, you can get that by asking. 
Then it starts by believing. And the how-to don't even worry about that. He takes care of that himself. He'll send the stuff your way. But you got to be willing to put some effort in this thing now. And you can do it. Okay, I know I was a little around the place today, but that's what it was. So, you know, let's go get it. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, it's so important to have representation in media. I remember growing up in Chicago, I was heavily influenced by the beautiful voices on the radio. Well, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, let me have it. What you want, Steve? Your undivided attention. What you gonna do with it? I'm gonna share something with you. What? The news. Well, Steve, get to it. What is the news? Well, you ought to be grateful this morning because you woke up, you got all your faculties, you have a measure of health. God has given you a new opportunity, a new day. That's a lot of gratitude ought to be in here. Gratitude affects your attitude, which turns into a direct correlation with your altitude today in every way. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. Man, oh man, oh man. Yes, I am. Got me some love. What health I got, that's just fine. I take it. Got a little issue here there, but I'm working through it. Getting better at it. Man, let's go. Steve Harvey Morning Show. Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, Miles Thetis South Jr., the legend that is nephew Tommy. Junior, what is it today? Yeah, Uncle, let me talk to you, man, because, you you know, you talked about last time we talked, you said about discipline, you know, having the uh-huh. discipline. But going along with that, uh, how has accountability play a role in this, too, on your journey? The accountability factor. Well, that's an odd question because accountability varies from person to person, I would imagine, in trying to stay with the question of accountability. See, I have reasons. I don't know if I call it accountability. Maybe you do. But I have reasons that I exist. Very pointed reasons. My family. In the order of importance, I exist purely because of my God. Second, my family. Third most important thing after that, it's my relationships that I can form throughout life. And then fourth is my business. I have very little time the older I get for foolishness in between. Now, I know how to enjoy myself, what? golf, 
cigar, vacations. I have very little time for foolishness in between because I'm too close to the tape to mess up now. I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm at a certain place on the wall. I've climbed a certain level on the ladder. And at this age of 66, if I fall from this height at this age, I don't have time to repair it. So you can mess up when you're 30. You got time to fix it. 35, you can fix it. 40, you can fix it. You get up at that 5-0 mark, you got to cut all this monkey business down. Because I don't know how you're going to keep fixing it. You, you running out of time. Your energy level ain't what it used to be. You understand? So I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So I, God, family, relationships, and business. Yeah. That's it. You don't fit in now. I really ain't got a whole lot of time for you. Please stop DMing me because I really don't know how to answer DMs. The people that do that for me tell me you call me. But very few people get returned on a DM. Waste of time to DM. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. It's, it's important. Especially as a grown-ass man. All See, right. If I was single, I would accept the end. Anyway, uh, but you're not. And I want pictures with my DM. Yeah. On that note, coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, we'll hear from the nephew as he runs that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour... Ladies and gentlemen, Vice President Kamala Harris will be our special guest. Yeah! Oh, that is yes. exciting right there. Yes. Major. <laughs> Can't wait Love for it. that. But uh, right now, it is time to start your morning off with the nephew as he runs that prank back. Nephew, what do you have this morning for us? Well, we got an egg shortage, Shirley. So this is mm-hmm. baby chick. Baby chick. All right? Egg shortage. Let's go, cat dog. Well, Thank you for calling. I'm trying to uh, reach Warren, the manager. Is he in? Hold for me one second, please. This is Warren. Thank you for calling. May I help you? Yeah, you, are you the manager there? Yes, sir. Your name Warren? Yes, sir. This is Warren. Okay, I, I need to actually file a lawsuit on y'all, and I'm actually calling you first to let you know that I'm getting ready to file a lawsuit on the whole grocery store uh, uh, for what that happened to me. Uh, sir, um, let me let me get, uh, hold on a second. Sir, let me do this. What did you say your name was? My name is Evans. Evans is my name. So Evans is your last name. Let me let me write this down. And you came into my store. Did you have an accident in my store or something? I'm not exactly sure what you're calling about. I I, I had no accident. What happened was I came in there yesterday and I bought uh, a bunch of groceries and I bought a carton of eggs. Right. Now when I got home, I I was checking to make sure the eggs didn't didn't break on the way home. When I got home. It was a baby chick inside the egg carton, man. One of the eggs had it had hatched and got my kids traumatized. Now they don't even want to eat breakfast or nothing around here because there's a baby chick Wait. inside the carton of eggs. Uh, that don't make no sense, man. Sir, um, <laughs> I don't mean to. Uh, let me. So you tell me there was a, a, a chicken, a baby chicken, actual chicken in the there egg. There was a baby chick inside the carton of eggs, man. Okay. And it got my kids traumatized, man. Don't nobody okay, want to okay, eat nothing. You got eggs. If you just calm, calm, if you calm here because sir, if you just calm down for one second, listen. Um, put that I, chick down. What I told y'all, put that chicken down in there. Put it down. It might have rabies. Say what the? I don't even think that that's possible. First of all. If you had any idea how this thing comes from the farm to the store, they go over these eggs a countless number of times. And the temperature in the freezer, first of all, wouldn't even allow for a chicken to be alive. 
I don't know how this one got past the system. Okay, but what I do know is we got a baby chick over here running around because y'all still ain't doing what y'all supposed to do, man. And I got to and now my kids are traumatized behind this. When did you say you were in here? Sir? I was in there yesterday. I bought the eggs yesterday, man. In down here in Elm Street. Yes, I bought them at the grocery store. I sure did. Okay, let's do this. Why don't you bring the eggs in to me? And the chick. So now you that, want me to transport a baby chick back to the grocery store? I, I, my, my, look, we already traumatized over here already behind this doggone baby chick, man. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure what you are trying to pull here, but I, I just don't. That first of all, any anyone with common sense would tell you that that's not possible. First of all, you can't have a baby chick uh, living in a in, a, in a, a dozen eggs. There is no possible way. The temperature in my freezers are right above freezing. There's no chickens are a fragile creature in the first place. You can't have a little bird is not going to survive the transport from the farm to the factory to my store. Hey, hey, I'm not going to go back and forth with you. Go this go baby chick you if you want to bring me a dozen eggs, bring the dozen eggs in. If you can catch the chick... Catch the chick. Hey man, you can't. You, you're supposed to be the manager. You're not supposed to talk to me like this. So I'm just trying all. to tell you uh, as politely as possible. If you want to bring in the the eleven eggs and a chick, I will gladly refund your money, give you another carton eggs, whatever you want to do. But I'm not going to sit here on the phone. I'm going to file a lawsuit because y'all done traumatized me and my kids. Sir, listen. All right, let's just bring this down. A lawsuit, sir. It over. Uh, uh, a, a dozen eggs? Oh, oh I mean, a dozen eggs that got a baby chick in it, man. So let, me, let me get your phone number and some information, and I will talk to my manager, and we will figure this thing out for you, because I, I just I just don't believe that this would be possible. I just I don't understand how you would have... Let, chick let him let, Just leave him over there. Don't touch the chicken. I just don't believe that this could possibly be happening. So this is it's, it's unbelievable to me to even get this phone call. Sir, I don't have time to go back and forth with you about how something happened. All I know is it, maybe it's a fluke accident, okay? But it happened. My kids are over here playing with a baby chick, and, and, and I'm traumatized. I don't even want to ever have breakfast ever again. And I'm going to make so I file a lawsuit on your show and your show. Me? I don't think that has anything to do with me. I, I didn't do anything uh, uh, except come into work today. You understand what I'm saying? If you want to file a lawsuit, okay, file a lawsuit. I'm going to file a lawsuit on the grocery store, and I'm filing a lawsuit on the manager, Warren, which is your for giving me a hard time about what I'm telling you that happened. And you ain't even got a hard time on the media. You understand what I'm saying? You want a hard time, come down here with those eggs. I'm bringing the eggs down here, and I'm bringing that baby chick that back uh, down there too. I'm bringing all of it. Well, please, because I'd like to see it. How much did you pay for those eggs? I paid about $2. It ain't about how much I paid for the eggs. It's what you have traumatized oh, me. Oh, yeah, because I'm going to give you just that much back in the when you get here. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't, I don't give a got times, I got customers out here where legitimate people want my attention and not some jack on the telephone talking about some chicken and a grabbing egg. Okay, well, let me let me tell you this, too. Do you have a guy that works at the checkout uh, uh, named uh, Tyron? Yes. Okay. Tyron got me to prank phone call you. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Warren, your just got pranked. What? <laughs> 
You killed me. Hey. Man. Look. My, man, I need to come up with chicken. Chicken's going through eggs, man. Man, I'm about to, I, I swear to God, I got people looking at me in this store like I'm crazy. Hey, Juan, I got to ask you, man. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Man, it's the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> you check out God Tyrant. He got you, man. Yeah, I, I'm going to get his <laughs> too. I'm going to put him back in produce. I'm going to take him off the register. How about this? I get him stacking eggs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, nephew, thank you. Coming up next, it is Ask the Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building, ready for your love questions right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Vice President Kamala Harris will be our special guest, and we cannot yes. wait for yes. that, let me tell yes. you. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but, yes! <laughs> but right now, it is time to ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. Here we go. Shell in Detroit writes, I'm 40 years old and divorced. My ex-husband cheated on me, and he can't deal with the guilt of hurting me. He still cuts my yard and pays my HOA fees and my utilities. He also has my car detailed at my home every other week. It's annoying, and I want it to stop. Am I going to have to move to get rid of him? Girl, you're tripping. Oh, mm. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> this is perfect. You heard, Carla? Girl, you tripping. What's wrong? You get your yard cut. You get your homeowner association dues paid. What? He details your car. That right there. He messed up. (laughs) He still love you. It's annoying to you, you know? Well, let me ask you something. At least with this annoyance, there is some benefits. Mm. Yes. There you go. Mm -hmm. You're going to mess around me, the man that's just going to annoy your ass. And that's Come on, it. CLO. Uh-huh. So, you know, he yeah. know he Come messed on, up. He in deep regret. He lost the best thing he ever had messing around with something he ain't even want. You know, mm-hmm. y'all might could get this thing back together. I don't know. You might. You know, but don't seem like you want to at all. But... Yeah, she wants to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's done. Yeah, she might go so far as to move. <laughs> All right, moving on to Valerie in Houston. I know it's a perfect setup. Valerie in Houston says, I'm the youngest of four siblings, and they're all married with a a total of 12 children. I'm 28 and single with a small savings account. As the auntie, my siblings expect me to buy stuff for their kids' birthdays, for Christmas, and then support all of their school's fundraisers. Would it be wrong to start telling them no? Well, you know. Do birthdays, you got to go old school. Birthday, you get a card, uh-huh. and you get a dollar of however old you are. Oh, okay. That, that is old school. school. You know, you're right. Uh-huh. Christmas. So if you're four, you get $4. Christmas, get a family game, give it to all of them. <laughs> a board game. <laughs> Merry Christmas to the kids. <laughs> you know. And that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, supporting their fundraisers, you know, quit just, you know, go vegan. You ain't got to eat no more Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> you know, and all this here, you know, <laughs> buy all this stuff. That's all you got to do. You know, just you got to start lying. Uh, oh. See, they done had all these babies now. They want you to help pay for them. We ain't finna right. do all that. 
You know, so you you know, stop letting people guilt you into stuff. Guilt that's is the right. most useless emotion in the world. It serves nobody except the person that's applying it. And yeah. guilt usually turns into manipulation. Blackmail, all of that. All right. Thank you, CLO. That was good. Uh, Milani in St. Philly says, I booked a couple's massage for my mom and I so we could be in the same room. We both requested a male to do our massages. I told my mother to leave her panties on, but as soon as we got in the room, I saw that she was naked. Uh, She flirted with the poor guy (laughs) the entire time. How do I control a 60-year-old vixen? Let them draws go. Yeah. Uh, See, the problem is, I think her mama look like a mama. Them some big draws. Them big draws. Yeah. Them wasn't no. Them wasn't a thong or nothing. No. Them draws. They had to move it. One. He was you. The male. Uh. Uh. uh masseuse was using the draws as a uh, as a throw rug on the floor. <laughs> really. Yeah. How do you Got even ask your mom? with them lint balls on it. Mama, can uh-huh. you keep your panties on? You don't tell me to keep your panties. How you think you got here? <laughs> exactly. How do you? Yeah. <sighs> so there's no, controlling, there's no controlling 60-year-old mom? No. The victim's in that naked. Uh, <laughs> you know what yeah. that look like? You know what that look like? Harder <laughs> right here. Up on the table. <laughs> Wow. My, my back. <laughs> Mama. Put that blanket on, please. <laughs> Oops, you fell off. That blanket on. <laughs> when she had to turn over. <laughs> All right. Oh All right, God. moving on. This is the last one, Steve. <laughs> Brittany in Studio City says, my roommate and I have lived together for a year and it worked out fine because she's an introvert. We're not the best of friends, but we hang out. She told me she's going to elope with the man she met online. I'm worried that he will try to move in with us. Should I make plans to move or talk to her first? Now this is her mama? No, no, no. This is her roommate. Mama was Her roommate? Yeah, her roommate met a guy online that she wants to marry. Now, now, now the the other roommate is afraid that she's going to bring this guy. Oh, you got to get out. You got to get yeah. out. This is mm-hmm. foolishness. You need to let mm-hmm. what all going to happen need to just happen to her. Listen to me. Somebody has going to have to talk to the news reporters and the police. You know and, what? And I've always thought that should be me. <laughs> I've never thought that I should be the point of discussion. I always try to put myself in a position where I'm talking to the reporters and the police. I don't ever mm-hmm. want to be the subject of the reporter and the police. <laughs> right. Yeah. True. Yeah. So right. I try. I would distance uh-huh. myself and clear myself so I could go on it. Because somebody going to have to tell her side story. You know, when she went on, I told her. I told <laughs> her. <laughs> to have him come. I miss her so much. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. See? And yeah, what so you should she, do is do a reenactment of a news story. And and just send it to her on as as a phone, and it'd be you crying and her friends crying. Get a whole family involved in it, and do a mm-hmm. fake she gone video. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that's a wake up call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Photoshop it, it her really in a is. casket. Uh-huh. Send it to her. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Stop looking I mean, shocked. Yeah. Don't see all this. You met on. Yeah. See all online. this fooling. How many times you see people? 
he lived across the hall. He can kill 13 people. He was so nice. He always yeah. spoke yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. All the time. Oh. You see that all, all the time. time. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, get suspicious. Yeah. Tell She's it. considering eloping and marrying this man she met online. So, yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. Ooh, be careful. <laughs> yeah, make plans to move. That's her question. Should she make plans to move or talk to her roommate first? Yeah. You're saying skip the talking and just move. <laughs> Come on, Elope usually <laughs> ends up in a life of pain. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what'd you say, Steve? You Elope say? stands for oh. ends up in a life of pain. Elope. Oh. Yeah. Don't do it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so, you're saying I don't do it. I couldn't spell it till now. I'm glad you said it like that because I didn't so know. Ain't, 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 ain't no e on the end. Ain't no right. e. No, the the proper spelling is e l o p e. Elope. Well, what do difference is if you don't ever get to the e? <laughs> See, that's what the e mean. In, in, in. If you don't get to that part, I like that it's elope. E l o p. You don't get to the end. The e is the e. <laughs> Thank you, CLO. Coming up at the top of the hour, Vice President Kamala Harris, right here, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. There's a concert coming to town that I just have to see. He's one of my favorite artists. I already have my tickets front row. I bought the tickets months in advance. I'm so excited. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, everybody. Uh, as promised, we have a very, very special guest this morning on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is a person that when 
they were running for office, I actually told her, I said, the next time I talk to you, mm-hmm. you will be the vice president of the United States. Wow. She said to God's ears, well, God was listening. Mm. She is here. This is a very, very special guest of ours today. She happens to be the 49th vice president of the United States. She is the first female vice president and highest ranking female official in United States history. And today is such a special day for me and all of us here because for the first time I'm sitting across from the vice president and I'm so honored to have this special conversation with her. So let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Harvey Morning Show, the one and only, the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Oh, it is so good to be here. Madam Vice President, how you doing? <laughs> I am very well, Mr. Harvey. How are you doing? It's been two years. Has it sunk in yet? You know, it, it is always at some point every day that it just, it is always something new about it that is um, really phenomenal. You know, just as I landed in Atlanta, mm-hmm. we had a whole, just dozens and dozens of school children who greeted me. Wow. And they were there with their bright faces, and they were, you know, average age, somewhere between 8 and 12 years old. And they watched the plane land, and then they were there, and I walked over across the tarmac to meet with them. And to see it through their eyes, and for them to see someone that looks like them, that gives them a sense of who they are, or Mm -hmm. reconfirms for them, who right. they are, that never gets old. Wow. That never gets old. Could, could you, let, let, let me ask you this way. You were running for vice president with President Biden. Yes. You finally get the position. Mm-hmm. Is there any way you could have imagined what all it was, what it entailed? Is there any way to know that? There are some things you just don't know <laughs> until you do it. Truly. Yeah. There, it just, there are there's there are things that you will that will prepare you life will prepare you experiences will prepare you but to be vice president of the united states especially coming into office after uh, a pandemic that the world has never seen mm-hmm. to come into office after the economic hardship that resulted from that and to to get to work on day 1 in a time where people were were losing loved ones and losing hope is an experience I don't think anyone could be prepared for, but you rise to the experience. You know what that's like. The leaders among your audience know what that's wow. like. You do what you got to do. A parent knows this every day. You just do what you have to do. Wow. There may not be a manual for it, but um, there's no question that you need to get the, get the work done. Wow. The only thing I got to compare to that is marriage. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Just didn't quite know what to expect walking in. <laughs> Kind of walk in, there wasn't no manual for it. Next thing you know, I just got to get the job done. Do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You know, whenever I interview, uh, well, I can't say people like this because there's only one, but whenever I have these interviews, you know, I try to talk personally to people. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I, I think it's good when people get to hear the personal side of a person, that's you know, right. kind of what they think about different things and stuff like that. And it kind of reminds it was like, uh, at the President Biden's uh, State of the Union address. Yes. You know, I got to tell you, uh, that's that's the one I was waiting on. Uh-huh. That was the one I was particularly waiting on. And I was sitting there watching it. I kind of wanted to talk about that with you. Okay. Because, he, first of all, what was your take? Give me your personal take as a person sitting yeah. back there. Yeah. 
What'd you think of his uh, state I thought of the it was outstanding because he was in command. He spoke the voice of the people who have never been in that room, but who should be the priority of the people in that room. He talked about working people. He talked about the dignity of work. He talked about the creation of jobs, many of which will not require a college degree, but will require Mm. the kind of training and skills that we know all people bring to their work. Um, He talked about the fact that we need to pay public school teachers more Mm. and value what they do and the gift they give society. Uh, I thought he was outstanding, and I thought that he also was in so many ways in command of the moment because in spite of the theatrics that popped up from time to time during the evening, Mm -hmm. he stayed focused. He was clear why he was there. He was there to speak to the American people in their living rooms through that TV and talk with them about what he acknowledged, which is, you know, folks have gone through pain. Some folks are still really hurting. Mm-hmm. And so the job is not done. We have more to do, and we're going to keep doing it. He talked about, I mean, look at the issue of diabetes, for example. Mm-hmm. I'll raise my hand, as do most people I know, if you, if you have or you know someone in your family who has diabetes. Mm-hmm. Black folks, people of color, are much more likely to be diagnosed with diabetes. Right. And for our seniors, how many of them have been faced with the awful false choice of either they're going to pay their rent or pay for the food they need, or fill their prescription for the insulin a doctor said they should take. Well, now we've capped the cost of insulin for our seniors at $35 a month. That's important. And to talk with the people about, as he did, the right that people have to expect certain things from, from their government. And then they stood in those lines in 2020 and said, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And they voted in places like Georgia and some other places that have been making it more difficult for people to vote. But they stood in line, they voted, and they got that. And he delivered not only on the promise, but he delivered on the importance of meeting the people's demands. You know, we're going to get into some more of this because there were several points when I was listening to the State of the Union address that I really want. I want to ask somebody point blank about some specific things. We'll be back, everybody. We're just here with our special guest this morning, uh, the Vice President of the United States, Vice President Kamala Harris. We'll be right back. More Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody. Uh, we're back, and our special guest this morning is, uh, is our Vice President of the United States, our 49th Vice President, uh, the one and only uh, Vice President Kamala Harris. And we're talking about the State of the Union Address. I was complimenting her uh, about President Biden's whole persona that he had the night uh, uh, on that evening. I was asking her take on it. He pointed out something in the thing. He said that you were very important in some of his causes with small business. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. As you know, Steve, I was born in Oakland, California. I was raised, my sister and I, by our mother, who worked long days and weekends. And then two two doors down, our second mother was Miss Shelton, who was part of that whole exodus of black folks from the South who went to California. So she was from Louisiana. Her husband was from Arkansas. And Miss Shelton was a small business owner. She owned the nursery school where we lived on top of, we lived on top of the nursery school in the apartment. That's where we grew up. And she was the second mother to us. When my mother worked late, we walked two doors down and, and, and grew up there as much as we did at home. And Miss Shelton was, not only was she a business owner and a leader in that way, she was a civic leader. She was a community leader. 
she would hire from the community. She would mentor and train. She would console the local mothers. And when I think about who our small business owners are, and I've been traveling the country meeting with them for years, that's who they are. They're the ones who who will, man or woman, will be the ones who sponsor the local softball league, mm. who will mentor the young people in the community, who are part of the civic and the cultural fabric, not to mention the economic fabric of the community. And as it turns out, half of America's workforce works for a small business or owns a small business. So you're also talking about a lot of people. So the work that I've been doing, I did it when I was in the Senate and now as vice president, has been to increase access to capital for small business owners. Because we have so many people in the community who have a good idea, but they don't necessarily have access to the capital to start or grow a small business. I can't tell you the number of small business owners who told me when they first went to a big bank with their idea, they were they heard a word they'd never heard before. They were told they were unbankable. Mm. But then they went to the community bank, mm. led by community leaders who know the community, who know what the community wants and needs. And so that is the work I've been doing, which is bringing money, billions of dollars, through our administration to the community banks. I've been encouraging the private sector, so Google and some of the big banks, to also put capital investment into the community banks, who then give that money into the community to our small businesses and also help them with financial literacy. Hey everybody, just sit tight. We'll be right back. We're talking with the Vice President of the United States, Vice President Kamala Harris, and we'll be right back with more on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hi, right, everybody. Uh, we're back, and our special guest this morning is the 49th Vice President of the United States, first female Vice President of the United States, it's the one and only Vice President Kamala Harris. So here's the thing, Steve. We have made a commitment, President Biden and our administration, we're going to increase by 50% the number of federal contracts that go to minority-owned businesses. So you see the math on that then. Let's put more resources into the community banks, create more access to capital for people in the community, also knowing that we're going to be putting more money into manufacturing, construction, the kinds of businesses that will get the job done of building back up our infrastructure. So let's create that ecosystem where everyone has equal opportunity, right, to, to thrive economically. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's excellent. You know, I'm, I'm going to ask you two more questions. Okay. The last question is a personal question. Okay. But this question right here is about a part of last night. You know, this country, after the last administration, to mm-hmm. me, became more divided than ever before because of, I, just, I just saw something yeah. in this country I've never seen. I'm 66 years old. I've seen it. I've seen it. And so and I've always been a voter. So I've, I've, I've watched it go down. America has always been known as one of the powers of, in, 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 even in the soft industries like sports and, 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 and um, uh, uh, movies and TV and, and, and all of this, brands, education. But it's kind of taken a hit lately. With the uh, with the gun violence, with the racial violence, with the January sixth incident, what does it look hopeful from you guys' side of the administration? How do we work with the other side? I just hate it when I see 
one side standing up clapping, then the other side sitting there on their hands. Yeah. But then for a whole group of people, it makes no damn sense at all. Yeah. I'm stunned about that. How are you all trying to get through this? Because I know President Biden has talked about it a lot, mm-hmm. reaching across the aisle, but man. No, I mean, look, there is no denying. We look at what happened January 6th, right before we were inaugurated. Yeah. The election that happened, we were inaugurated January 20th, January 6th. They stormed the Capitol. People stormed the Capitol. And so-called leaders who are in a position to say that this is an attack on our democracy and our democratic institutions remained silent. But at you, first, but, but, mm-hmm. but I don't want to cut you off. At first, they were appalled. Oh, they were, oh, McConnell and Mitch, them boys was in there having a fit about this. Oh, that uh, this is it. I can't take it no more. They're gonna have to go down. Now all of a sudden, they, oh, they were just protesting. I, I don't understand. Let's talk about what we do understand and what we do know. We do know that this is not the first time in the history of our country where we have seen people who resist and fight against the ideals of our country, right? We are a nation that was founded on principles that are about freedom, about liberty, about equality, and about justice. But we've not always had that. We are still very much a a, a work in progress as a nation. And sometimes we take steps forward, and then there are times we take a step back. January 6th was a step back. People who deny a fair and free election, well, that's backward. Right. But the nation has not gone backward as a whole. And I point to just most recently what happened in the midterms, Mm. where here in Georgia, Reverend Raphael Mm -hmm. Warnock was elected a United States senator from the state of Georgia, together with John Ossoff, a black man and a Jewish man Mm -hmm. from the state of Georgia. Mm. You look at what we did in terms of electing, there were, I think, 11 candidates for Secretary of State around the country. Those are the people, by the way, that run elections. Mm -hmm. And 11 of them were denying, election deniers, denying the the court-proven, right, because it was challenging court, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. election of who would be president and vice president of the United States. People were not down for the crazy. Right. 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 And that's where we have to look at who we are as a nation. We will not be immune from those who will attempt to weaken us from inside. I think the most important thing is that that the majority of us stand up and fight for who we are as a nation. Here's how I think about democracy. On the one hand, democracies are strong, meaning that when they are intact, it protects and uplifts people's rights, civil rights, human rights, justice and equality. That's the strength. We'll be right back. We're talking with the Vice President of the United States, Vice President Kamala Harris, and we'll be right back with more on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, uh, we're back, and our special guest this morning is uh, Vice President, uh, Madam Vice President Kamala Harris. You're the Vice President. I hear all the news stories and everything. What would you want America to know about you that they may not know or they may not be able to see through Mm. with all of the clutter and all of the politics? If you could explain yourself to them, your feeling, well, what would you say to them for the people who don't, who don't, who don't really know you? You know, I, um, I really do believe, and and I'm of deep faith in the goodness of people, and in their capacity, God-given capacity, 
that when given the opportunity, they will jump so high and not only survive, but thrive. That's what motivates my work. And that's what motivates me. I have been the beneficiary of that. I stand on so many broad shoulders of people who believed in me. This little girl was born at Kaiser Hospital in Oakland, California, (laughs) (laughs) and who believed in me and convinced me that I could be and am somebody. And what drives me is I know human potential, that when we have a society that invests in their children and their people, mm. that kind of understanding and belief, we will, we will do really well. We will thrive. We will survive. Not just survive, we will thrive. And that's what motivates me. Mm. That's truly what motivates me. So, you know, there's all the stuff that could happen on a daily basis. Um, but, you know, I eat no for breakfast. Mm. <laughs> I don't hear no. I don't hear no. If hear I it. if I heard no, I would have never gotten out of bed this morning or any day. <laughs> I don't hear that. Wow, that's amazing, man. You know, one of the things when the president was uh, talking and they stood up, Tyrese uh, yeah. parents, mm-hmm. parents. Well, you know, and, and everybody clapped for them. Mm-hmm. You know, look, I've said it on this show. I know my brothers have said it on their shows. Policemen are good people. Mm -hmm. The average person comes to work and they are good people. Men and women who signed up to do the job the the way it's supposed to be done. That's right. And I really believe that. But there's some bad apples in every bushel. And we got some. And we got to start doing something so we can make communities feel better about them. Me personally, I believe that the only way to do this is you have mandatory sentencing. If I kill a person, Steve Harvey, who didn't have a gun, who was running or sitting in his car, if I kill this person, there's nothing I can say in court that gets me free. What is it about the other side that will not allow them to see that on behalf of all of the victims? Well, let me tell you, I attended Tyree Nichols' funeral. I heard your remarks. And to your point about the fairness of it all and the unfairness of it all. Part of the point that motivates me on this problem is what I said there. Um, If you want to talk about public safety, did not Tyree Nichols have the right to be safe Mm. as he drove a car Mm. or walked down the street? Mm -hmm. Or for so many of our young men and women, whether they're in their apartment, Mm. playing a video game, Mm. or just walking home from school carrying a backpack? Have they not the right to be free of someone approaching them and with a gun raised telling them to drop to their knees and put their hand behind their back if they've done nothing wrong? Mm -hmm. And so we should start, all people, all thinking people, all good people should start with certain principles. And one of them should be that all people have the right to be safe, including from the people who were sworn to protect them. Mm. Absolutely. And, you know, there's work to be done. Our, we, have, we have through executive order, um, the president has signed through executive order what we have the capacity to do around federal law enforcement. So on the issue of chokeholds, for example, mm. um, no-knock warrants, for example. Right. But the reality is that so much of law enforcement is is under the state rules and local rule. And 
You know, I was an original author of the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act when I was in the Senate. Mm. I feel very strongly that, to your point, there needs to be accountability right. for everybody. You know, I, as you know, in my career as a prosecutor, we would talk about accountability all the time. Mm. But it's interesting because in the criminal justice system, usually when people talk about accountability, um, it, is, it is about the accountability an individual has. Um, which is absolutely right. But what about the accountability the system should have yes. to the community? Right. And what about then holding the system accountable when it, it allows injustice to occur? And that's your point. And I, it, it, and I think all good people, again, to your point, right. should agree. Everybody should be held accountable, including the system and those who act within the system right. with the authority mm. given to them by us. Meaning all the people. Right. Exactly. Well, uh, Madam President. Vice I've President. My, oh. Well. <laughs> Did I slip up and say yeah. Madam President? Hey, but she called me wrong. Uh-huh. As, as Vice President. <laughs> my bad. Probably just a hope, you know. Yes. But it is Madam Vice President. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for taking out the time to stop by and visit us here on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, we're huge fans of yours. We always have been. We push people to the polls on this show. Yes. We are directly responsible for Ossoff and Warnock. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. We, and, and we got him again over Herschel. We wasn't going to let that happen. You, you stay out this conversation. But we wasn't about to let Herschel Walker happen. We'll let a lot of stuff happen. What you're not going to do is put him. What you see, you, you don't play politics with us mm-hmm. down here. That's right. And, and I, I, I did a study, there was a study of in the re-election, the runoff election, Mm -hmm. the percentage of people that went back to the polls. Native Americans was the same amount. Asians were the same amount. Latinos had a slight 0.2% drop off. Whites dropped off going back to the polls almost a whole percentage point to a point and a half. Mm -hmm. Blacks went from the polls from 27% to 31% of the Mm -hmm. vote. Because we went to the polls, because we, we... we're not having that. Not Herschel. <laughs> now, you do a lot of stuff to us. You're not finna do. We get it. All these ignorant <laughs> stories he telling on stuff like this. Here. Okay. She's not talking. This is me talking. <laughs> I this know. Steve Harvey. The president is you. sitting there being very <laughs> polished and, and professional, but let me have it. Okay. <laughs> We're so glad to get okay. Herschel out of here. <laughs> okay. Steve. Just, I mean, you okay. know, just can't put. <laughs> Put no ignorant person in front of him. He was ignorant, though. You didn't think he was ignorant? Uh, Surely. I'm asking you, my co-host. You didn't think Herschel was a little bit ignorant? I'm glad that we have Senator Raphael Warnock in office right now. Thank you very much. I'm glad we do. Because if we didn't, we'd have his ignorant ass up here right now. The two bulls were standing at this fence, jumping across the walkway, and one of the bulls fell, and the car hit him, and I don't know what happened to him. Oh, look at the time the vice president has to um, (laughs) go. Madam Vice President, you are a a complete joy and honor. It's a pleasure to have known you, to know you. It's a pleasure to watch you serve as the 49th Mm -hmm. vice president. It's an honor. You mean a lot to so many people. Mm -hmm. Uh, This this vice presidency is, is huge, huge for so many people. And the fact that you realize that and recognize that is special, too. So thank you so much. Thank you, Steve Harvey. Thank Absolutely. you, Shannon. Thank you, Bob. You exude warmth, elegance, yeah. grace, power, 
for black women everywhere and for women everywhere. We love you, and I know you you know that. And thank you for being such a wonderful representation. Thank you. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, Vice President Kamala Harris. We did it, Steve. We did it, Shirley. (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. And you never know, this letter could be yours. It could be yours. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm dating a man that drops by my house to eat, wash his clothes, and get the cookie. He is a car salesman, so he works crazy hours, which is why I allow him to dash in and out all of the time. But lately, he's been getting more and more disrespectful, and by the time I roll over, he's already dressed and headed out the door. He tells me all the time that he's here for a good time, not a long time. I don't want him (laughs) quoting a Drake song when I'm trying to talk to him about important things that are going on in my life. I can barely talk to him 
him on the phone during the day because he says his phone has to stay open for business and his customers. I've been down to his car lot and I don't see how he's that busy all the time. When he comes over in the evening, he is zoned out watching sports highlights or listening to podcasts on finance or music. He says he's trying to better himself. So that is what he's focused on when he has downtime. But when it's time for the cookie, he's very attentive. Then he goes back to the den to get back to his laptop. If he tells me one more time that he's here for a good time, not a long time, I'm cursing him out. I love him and I want to be with him, but he's acting like we're an old married couple. What happened to us going out on dates and a little pregame before the main event in the bed? I have a male friend that I've been venting to, and he said I deserve a man that is in it uh, to me that that is in to me more than a good time. Okay, this guy asked me to go out with him several times, and I'm so starved for attention that I'm considering it. Should I see if this guy can do better than my man? Well, uh, of course you should. Please go out with this guy and go out with him today. This other guy that you call your man, it's not your man. This letter is not even about what he is to you. It's about what you are to him. And you're nothing to him. Look at the way he treats you. You're the side piece. You're the jump off. You're the pit stop to wash his clothes, to watch the game, to listen to podcasts. I could go on and on, but you get the picture, I hope. You have allowed this man to treat you like trash, and he even told you in no uncertain terms what he's about. He's about a good time, not a long time. That means he's not trying to be your man. He does not want to be your man, and all he wants is what you give him freely and easily whenever he wants it. Please stop that. There's no love here. There's no love and there never will be. I need you to wake up and see him for what he really is, for who he really is. Then maybe you can see yourself and realize that it is not what you want or need. Love and value yourself is all I can tell you at this point. Steve? Shirley Strawberry, 100% great answer. Agree and love everything you said. No problem. Whenever I have a problem with her letter, I will say it up front because I know mine will be so different. <laughs> I can't say nothing about this one. She gave you spot-on information. She was right about it. I don't know what you're thinking about. I don't know what's wrong with you. The title of the letter is, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I didn't know you could tell a person like that. I didn't know, I know you could right? tell that to a person <laughs> and get them to accept it. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't know that. I've never really and I'm gonna be honest with you, I've never really dated a person who I could say that to and they would accept it. Now that might have been your intention, but that you ain't gonna get nowhere with that line. I'm dating a man that drops by my house to eat, wash his clothes, and get the cookies. Excuse me. You let a man come by your house to eat, wash his clothes, and get the cookies. You unlock the door, you open it, and you let him in to do that. He is a car salesman, so he works crazy hours, which is why I allow him to dash in and out all the time. What? He sell cars. What crazy-ass hours he got? <laughs> what what car lot is open all damn night long? What car lot is open early in the damn morning? What car lot? 
<laughs> Carlotte's Clothes Service Department's clothes. See you tomorrow. Fine. <laughs> the damn credit department closed after certain. You can't get your credit checked after certain. What are you talking about? He sells cars, so he worked all types of crazy hours, which is why I allow him to dash in and out. How hard is it to sell a damn car? Now, I'm not dismissing car salesmen. Please don't get me wrong, because that's not what I'm doing. But I'm talking about this dude right here that convinced you that because he sells cars, damn cars, on some little bitty-ass lot somewhere. Uh, but lately, he's been getting more and more disrespectful. And by the time I roll over, he's already dressed and headed out the door. He tells me all the time he's here for a good time, not a long time. Where is the surprise at? By the time I roll over, he's already dressed and headed out the door. And he tells me all the time he's here for a good time, not a long time. The hell are you writing us for? Hmm. You ain't you can't hear? I rolled over. What you doing? I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Hang on, Steve. I don't Hang want on. him quoting Drake's song. I didn't even know that was Drake. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. We'll have part two of your response. Coming up at 23 minutes after the hour, today's Strawberry Letter subject is, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. We'll get back mm-hmm. into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. The subject is, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. This woman right here talking about she dating a man that drops by her house to eat, wash his clothes, and get to cook. Like I said, you let him in the house. You unlock the door. He is a car salesman, so he works crazy hours, which is why I allow him to dash in and out all the time. What? What crazy hours? What crazy hours do car salesmen have? (laughs) He ain't selling weed. He's selling cars. The dude that sell weed got trap house. Them some crazy ass hours. Goodness. (laughs) The the car salesman don't have crazy hours. He sell cars. The service department closes. You almost can't even go to a car dealership at dark. You can't test drive when it's dark, none of that. They don't run your credit after a certain hour. Lady, what's wrong with you? You're just letting this man tell you anything. And by the time I roll over, he's already dressed and headed out the door. The name of the letter is, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. But he tells you all the time he's not here for a good time. He's uh, he's here for that he's here for a good time, not a long time. I don't want him quoting the Drake song when I try to talk to him about important things. Now, I was doing the commercial break. I found out this ain't a Drake song. This is a Big Sean song. <laughs> Look at you trying to know something about it. You need to get your damn rappers the right. Drake just Drake on is. the damn song. This is a Big yeah. Sean record. You need to get your damn <laughs> hip hop. That's your problem. You don't know your hip hop. Because <laughs> you just you getting do. hopped I all over. It. They just hopping all over your ass. Because you don't know your damn hip hop. <laughs> you know, you need to go somewhere and get yourself put on. You don't know nothing. <laughs> Dumbass Gordon told you he sell cars. He got some crazy-ass hours. Like he got a crack house or something. He sell cars. Oh, he a doctor. <laughs> I can barely talk to him on the phone during the day because he says his phone has to stay open for business and his customers. His phone don't have a car waiting? 
He well, can't what? click over, dog. He can't click over. He can't click over. What kind of phone he got? <laughs> <laughs> who ain't, who ain't with the dial tone? <laughs> Does he have my mama's old phone with the rotary on it? <laughs> rotary, rotary. Uh... I've been down to his car lot, and I don't see how he's that busy all the time. Who busy at a car lot all the damn time? They just in here. They can't keep a car. <laughs> Woo, girl, they just lined up. You ever seen a line at the car dealership? Ever <laughs> seen a line at the car? Out, boy, they out the door. They out the door. At midnight. They try, boy, they try to get these toughers. Goodness. <laughs> when he comes over in the evening, he's zoned out watching sports highlights or listening to podcasts or on financial music. He says he's trying to better himself. That's who he's focused on when he has his downtime. Oh, so he's trying to better himself, but you ain't. He over your house watching TV and listening to podcasts because you let it. But when it's time for the cookies, he's very attentive. Yeah, well, how is she going to get it? Mm-hmm. A man make time for what he wants. All that he don't want, he don't make time for. Okay. Amen. Say that then again, goes, Steve, because people need to A man to hear make that. time for what he wants. Mm-hmm. He make time for what he wants. All that he don't want, he don't make time for. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how else to tell you this about us. That's real you talk. You ain't going to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Then he goes back that to the den, get back to the <laughs> laptop. He tells me, if he tells me one more time, he's here for a good time, not a long time. I'm cussing him out. Okay, cool. And then you think that's going to hurt him? Right. Times I've been cussed out, lady. That's how I got <laughs> how good many? cussing. Yeah, how many? Ooh, probably, about, probably about in my life six six years. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Do the math. Uh huh. Twenty. That's a lot of cussing. Yeah. That's a about, lot of cussing. About nine hundred fifteen times. <laughs> At least. I'm, I'm I'm getting close to a thousand. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, a I probably hit the thousand by the time I'm seventy. Yeah, I'll probably get to a thousand by the time. You know, LeBron thinks he's breaking records. He ought to see me. I got one LeBron ain't going to ever make. And ask me how many people I've cussed back out. What's that number? That's 9,015. Oh, man. I'm getting up on 10,000. I'll be at 10,000 before this year go out. (laughs) I love him and I want to be with him. Problem is, lady, he don't love you. And you want to be with him, but he don't want to be with you. But he's acting like we're an old married couple. What happened to us going out on dates and a little pre, pre-game before the main event? He ain't never did that. What you mean, what happened to it? That's in another relationship with another man and another woman. All time he has told you he here for a good time, not a long time. If he ain't for a long time, why would he invest time? What's wrong with you? I have a male friend that I've been venting to, and he said, you deserve a man that's in it for me and more than a good time. This guy asked me to go out with him several times, and I'm so starved for attention. And I'm so starved for attention, I'm considering. I'm surprised you ain't with. Right. Should I see if this guy can do better than my man? He's not your man. Shirley told you that. He ain't your man. You're going to mess up with him, too. You the pit stop. But you ain't going to get a real dude a chance because you're going to keep letting old pit stops swing through. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve. Post your comments on today's Strawberry you Letter. You a NASCAR driver. <laughs> go. Steve Harvey, FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast yeah. on demand. Yeah. Coming up in 46 minutes after the hour, we got Junior and Sports Talk right after this. 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Junior is here with Sports Talk. Junior, what you got? <laughs> well, a day later, still talk about it, Unc. I, we ain't get your, we ain't get your way in on it, Unc. But uh, LeBron James, all-time NBA leading scorer, man, thirty-eight thousand three points and counting. Wow. Man, a story career, man. Twenty years, thirty-eight years old, and broke the record from uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, where was you at, Unc, when, when you when you saw this record being broke? Oh, LeBron. Yes. Oh, I was sitting in my house. I just got off a plane. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting in my house. I saw that. I watched the State of the Union address. Yeah. Uh, same night. Uh, mm-hmm. But see, man, I've been around for a long time, man. I saw Will Chamberlain play. I watched when the wow. big matchup was Chamberlain and Jabbar every time. Oh. I've watched the only Great. person I've ever seen block the sky hook was Will Chamberlain. I saw it. I saw yeah. Kareem go to UCLA. When he was uh when he was uh Lou Alcindor well, and they banned dunking in college basketball because he kept dunking. Yeah. So they've always yeah. tried to make this game compete. So I watched all of that. I mean I'm from that era. So I've mm-hmm. watched the greatest basketball player play the game. I've watched mm-hmm. uh Jordan's entire career. And what makes it so hard for people that's born in my, that lived in those eras is we saw Michael Jordan. A lot of these kids that talking who the greatest is LeBron and Kobe and Steph and all this because y'all didn't see it. Yeah. You you, you oh, wasn't awesome. there. You didn't see. You didn't see how the game was played. All these three pointers. Everybody doing that. We had two point shots, man. And you had to come play D. We we hand checked and everything. And we had six fouls and we used it. Wasn't no flagrant fouls. Yeah. You came down in that paint, man. We stopped all this alley oop because you didn't want to. Because your career. <laughs> I saw. Yeah. Look, look, I saw Michael Jordan revolutionize basketball and turn it into a global sport. And I've watched LeBron James from the beginning all the way up to now. Now, the thing about LeBron is he could have played in the era of Michael Jordan and he still would have been great. The thing about Jordan is if he'd have played in this day and time, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, what would we be talking about? Incredible. And Kareem would have just slaughtered because he had an unstoppable shot. The greatest, the debate is still open of who the greatest basketball player of all time is. My announcement is coming up one day this week. One day this week. (laughs) Well, maybe later on, maybe closing remarks. I don't know. I'm going to do it. Coming soon. All right. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Junior. Coming up at the top of the hour, some social media advice. People need your help, Steve. We'll come back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Steve, this one uh, requests, this guy needs your advice off Facebook. His name is Desmond. Uh, He says, what's with all the pressure to date someone and be in a relationship? I'm 26, just out of college and working my butt off to make something of myself. That's literally all I care about. Still, everyone from my family to my friends are constantly on me about who I'm dating, why I'm not dating, and what's wrong with me. It's really starting to get on my nerves. I'm just hustling, working hard, and trying to stack paper. What's with the stigma that goes with having no interest in the dating scene right now? I have friends, but nothing serious. I'm sure I will get to that point eventually and find the right woman for me. But right now, I want to work and build myself professionally. Why is that so hard for people to grasp, understand, and accept? Well, listen, man, you took a long time to explain this on your on the way you wrote this. You typed it all up. It's eloquent. You articulate it all like this. <laughs> Let's me and you and Uncle Steve have a real moment right here. You just don't want to commit. That's all it is. There ain't nothing wrong with that. And you don't have to. You're 26 years old. You don't want to commit. You don't have to. But what you're really talking about is not a relationship. You're talking about a commitment because you got some friends, like you said. I have friends, but nothing serious. So that means you're sleeping with a few women, but it ain't but you, you it ain't going nowhere. That's how you want to live, and that's what you're doing. That's the real deal. You're 26. You you're not you're not living your life sexless. Let's 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 let's, let's blow this out the window for anybody that's listening. Just thinking this is what this young man said. You just don't want to commit to nobody at this point, and it ain't nothing wrong with that. And and you Amen. shouldn't. And go on and live your life and do what you're gonna do, man. Get it all out your system, or else it'll never get out. And let me tell you something else, man. Get your hustle and your grind on. What I wish more people would understand how serious it is to work as hard as you can early in your life while you have the stamina, the strength, and the youth on your side. Because what ends up happening to many of us so time, we wait late in the game to get our hustle and grind on, and now we and now we in a, we we're in that trap being old having to hustle and grind. You know, I'm kind of guilty of that myself because I was hustling, grinding as a young man, but I, I didn't. But, but the switch hadn't clicked. I wish it had, but I just didn't. I was trying. I was hustling, grinding in my 20s, especially after that. But wasn't nothing clicking. So go on and get your hustle on, man. But for those of you that's listening, you know he ain't, he ain't talking about not seeing nobody. 
He just said, <laughs> I got some free. He's seen a lot nothing. of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so don't feel sorry for him. And no, man, you ain't got to explain. They're just going to keep grinding and hustling. Thank okay. You. All right. Great advice to Desmond, Desmond, Steve. All right. We have time for one more. This is Tammy. Uh, also from uh, Facebook, she says, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, my co-workers go to the restaurant across the street from our office. They always have a couple of drinks while there. And I know when I'm w- when I've done this with them, I come back to the office buzzed. I enjoy eating with them, but getting drunk at lunch doesn't help me get my job done in the afternoon. And I'm pretty sure it isn't helping them either. The last two weeks I've gone, but haven't had anything to drink. And now I feel like they're treating me differently. Should I just go and not worry about being a little buzzed at work or go and not drink? Or should I just stop going altogether? That's from Tammy. Why don't you, why don't you do what's best for you? See, that's all whole follow the group stuff. It don't make yep. no sense. You're going to mess around and lose your job. Right. If you yep. ain't feeling right about it, you ain't feeling good about it, and you know it is hindering your ability to perform on what's really important, the usage of your time. So mm-hmm. if you're spending eight hours a day on the job, that's a third of your life, right? You want to at least get compensated for that. Now you over here getting drunk, and now you lose your job, and now you're getting compensated for the one hour that you went across the street on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And why is it so important to you to be loved and accepted by your peers when Come your whole now. goal should be to better yourself? I, I don't understand this, man. There's mm-hmm. so many people caught up in this trap, and it ain't just drinking. It's everything. You can go right on in the hard drug. When they snorting cocaine at the party, you feel like you got to be in that too. You ain't got to. No. You can say no. Yeah, you can say no. Damn. I don't do that. I ain't saying be Nancy Reagan or nothing, but damn. Mm -hmm. You about to lose your job. (laughs) (laughs) All right, coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So picture this, Tom Brady, an underwear model. Well, it I'm doesn't not, seem so. I'm picturing it. Go ahead. Shannon. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> what What do you mean you're not picturing it? Okay. Uh, but the recently retired quarterback slash legend did strip down to his undies on social media recently. Word is he was settling a bet he made back in June of last year. Did I do it right? Asked Brady on Twitter. Tom is promoting his Brady brand clothing line. Brady originally posts a challenge to fans. If a Brady brand post uh, featuring male model in underwear got 40,000 likes, then he would recreate the photo. It did, and months later, Brady kept his word. Meanwhile, the seven-time Super Bowl champ has confirmed he'll next turn to broadcasting for Fox Sports. Okay, so he has retired officially. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so would you, know, you guys? You're going to put yeah, your damn clothes about on, though, uh, Brady. That's what you're no, going to do. I'm thinking about uh, doing no. that my damn self, yeah. I was wondering. Posing. I was wondering yeah. if they had crossed uh-huh. your mind. Well, I don't yeah. got a pose in there. I'm just going to go and be a draws model. Reinvent yourself. Well, let's do it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done everything else. I might as well go and try and be a draws model. <laughs> you know. Yeah, just selling draws, you- man. Well, I'm gonna be sitting up. I'm gonna be just sitting back with the drawers on, but I'm gonna be on the couch. But I'm gonna sit back with my foot up. But I'm gonna be drinking a milkshake, eating a sandwich. <laughs> Doing a lot, real men. All right, guys. Coming up in 33 minutes after the hour, we'll play another round of Would You Rather. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
It is time now for a round of Would You Rather. Would you rather play dominoes or would you rather play spades? Which one? Mm. I'm good. I'm what you want. How you want that ass whooped? <laughs> You're so serious, though. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. That's, yeah. that's really what it is. <laughs> I love it. You Junior? pick the bullet you want to get shot with. Oh, goodness. <laughs> really? <laughs> Junior, which one? Dominoes, Dominoes or spades? Dominoes or spades? Oh, man. Oh, my God. What? What? Uh, Tommy? Y'all got me, y'all got me reminiscing, man. I, man, I, you got me wanting to throw one of them domino space turn with this boy used to throw that thing. That was a beast. Oh, yeah. you remember that? Ooh. That was fun. Ooh, that was Take fun. Take us back. Let's bring it boy, back. Bring it back, y'all. That bring thing it back. right there. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It brought him out. We did. Didn't it? We did L.A. and Dallas. That thing. Uh-huh. That was something else. Uh huh. All right. Here's one. Would you rather be an okay looking person, but very funny? Oh, okay. Or would you be uh, very funny and interesting, or would you rather be, like, super hot? I mean, just fine, but very boring. Well, the first one, we all that. Oh, so you admit you okay looking. You just admitted it. Okay. Okay. Okay, So the only one that has to answer this question really is Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> Which one, Tommy? Because I'm already A, so. <laughs> well, I'm not. See, it's complicated because I'm 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 not boring, but I'm but I'm fine though, and I don't know how to I don't know how to answer this. Okay. Why Carla looking at me like that though? You don't know you how know to why answer. Why she looking it. at you like that? <laughs> what? Because because you done made two. You you made a false statement. You said, I'm fine. Yeah, he said it out of his mouth. He did. Mm-hmm. Hold up, wait a okay. minute. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. I know how to fix this right now. This, I know man. how to fix this right Hey, dog, 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 right now. You ain't never done this. Take a selfie. <laughs> Go on. Take a selfie right now not on this the early. air. Not this early. Turn not that camera early. back around and look at it and keep your mouth up next to the mic. So we can hear. <laughs> let me we tell you how it go right here. Quickly. Okay, 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 because this is how it go. He took it. Uh-huh. He's looking. Got He's looking taking at different it. poses. Of, taking uh-huh. different yeah. angles. Okay, now okay. you ready? Because it's going to be real subtle. This okay. is him looking at his own self. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? That's sexy. I'm a... It's really mm. so. One, one last time for those of you that's driving in your car. Be quiet. This is Tommy looking at himself on his self. Ooh. I'm not gonna be ugly for y'all. I'm not gonna Here's do it. Here's Junior looking at Tommy Self. <laughs> <laughs> and this is me looking at Self. Told you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all know. That's today's round of Would You Rather. Coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, it's our last break of the day, and we'll get some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Here we are, guys, our last break of the day on this Thursday. First and foremost, we want to say many, many thanks to our vice president, Kamala Harris, for stopping by. Great interview, Steve. Great interview. Y'all ain't let me say nothing, man. I ain't get to say hello. No, 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 no. Steve Steve didn't let a lot of us in there. No, no, you're not going to do this to me. No, you handled it, Steve. Yes, yes, you did. It was beautiful. No, I've interviewed. I've interviewed President Obama before for my talk show. Mm -hmm. I've interviewed the Vice President. Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed uh wow. Shirley. Remember we interviewed President Bill Clinton? Yes, I do. Absolutely. In Los uh, Angeles. Yep. You interviewed we've President also Biden interviewed too. and talked mm-hmm. to President Biden. Let me not mm-hmm. forget. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've done some major things in our career and life, and all those have been without time. That's the point. That was here on all of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's there's a pattern for me because you were there for them, but what we try to do is not expose people to the level of what you do because we just don't know. We can't. We can't do this. We can't. We can't run the risk of not being asked back. So so if it was Trump, y'all let me talk to him. I can talk to Trump. Be, it's all right if it was him, huh? Hey, you, is, you this, is, this, is, this, yeah, is this closing remarks? Yes, yes, it, it is, is. Steve. Yeah. Yes. yes, it is. Yeah. Let me take let me take over, man. Let me let me, let me do something that I don't even know how I'm gonna end this thing. But we've been. This is just a real lighthearted closing remarks. This is about the accomplishment of LeBron James. I was trying to explain earlier how I felt about LeBron James. The whole thing that everybody's trying to figure out who's the greatest basketball player of all time. I've been fortunate that I've lived in the era of everybody that they're discussing. Because I remember living in the area, era of, of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I remember when he got drafted out of UCLA. I remember when he played for the Milwaukee Bucks. I remember when he went to LA. I remember the only person that I've ever seen block the sky hook was Wilt Chamberlain. I saw it. I saw Kareem's first basket. I saw his last basket. I've watched Michael Jordan's entire career. I saw him drafted out of North Carolina. I've watched his entire career. I watched the Portland Trail Blazers pass up on Michael Jordan and pick Sam Bowie. Mm. I saw it. I saw it. Uh, I've watched his entire career. I watched everything Jordan did, and I watched Michael Jordan revolutionize the game of basketball and turn it into a global sport. That jump symbol is on every wall around this world somewhere. Michael Jordan was not born to be a politician. He was not born to be a person that served uh, all of mankind during his prime. He was born to take basketball to a global level. All of us have different missions in life. So I hear the comparison all the time because I've seen LeBron's entire career. I remember when he got drafted. 
out of the high school up there in Akron. I'm from Cleveland. I went to college at Kent State, right next door to Akron. I, 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 I know the area well, everywhere he played, everywhere he was. I watched his entire career. This dude right here has been something special right out of high school. And he's been in special, he's been special for 19 years. Now, what I saw Jordan do was incredible. What I've seen Jordan, uh, what I've seen LeBron do is incredible as well. Jordan played in a different era, but the one thing about LeBron, if he played back in the era that Jordan played in, he'd still been a star. But if Michael Jordan had played in today's game, oh, Lord, I don't even know what to tell you. I can't count the championships he'd have. I can't tell you the MVP he's had because it would be more than he had. But we can't compare this because we're looking at apples and oranges, man. Them times is gone. And now a lot of people today, because they weren't around, they don't know how to argue this, but I do because I was there for all three of them, Kareem, Jordan, and LeBron. I've seen Kobe's entire career. The killer in that boy was outstanding. And I understand the new people that only saw Kobe, how he's in the argument as one of the greatest basketball players. I understand him being in the argument. But somehow I know for a fact, if you didn't see it with your own eyes, yeah, somehow this footage just ain't telling the whole truth for you. So here we are now. A couple days after LeBron broke the scoring record of the greatest basketball player that was held for almost 40 years. He broke the record of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He broke it, though, in 150 games less than Kareem. That's crazy. I can no longer ignore what I've been watching with my own eyes because my eyes have seen them all. Mm. And I'm telling you right now that King LeBron James is King LeBron James. Come on. He's a bad man. I can no longer ignore what I've seen. But in my heart, because I am who I am and I'm true to the culture that you all never saw. I saw the culture that created this culture. I saw R&B before that was hip hop. Michael Jordan Mm. and LeBron James will go down in history as the greatest basketball players of all time. But the misleading mistake that's ever been made was the greatest player I've ever seen was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Ooh. Wow. 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 I didn't know it was going that way. Unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Those are my closing remarks. I don't care how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) Steve Hart Morning Show. Talk to God. He'd love to hear from you. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.